Welcome to Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project. Find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggeredone.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Roxanne and Keith Maskell. Thank you for coming back. And we're going to start off where we left off last time, talking about... Why are you laughing? Because it's so it's just I was listening to um I was listening to the end of the last podcast and we were talking about your emotional outburst and um, <laughs> it just always <laughs> it just always tickles me. It always tickles me and it takes me back what to What tickles you? It tickles me that you would just talk so much junk <laughs> and that um other people would take you seriously and I just wouldn't. Like I would just laugh. I would just laugh. I thought it was the cutest thing that you were just being all rough, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. You know, talking in New York accent and everything. Rough and tough with my Afro puffs. Exactly, even though that's L.A. But yeah, just I got Afro puffs today, yeah. That's true, though. You do. You do. Just saying. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that at all. I know people used to take me real serious. Mm -hmm. They would be like. Did she just like for real? She just say that you could tell by their faces. Yeah, because you didn't have a lot of expression on your on your face when you used to say things, and so people weren't sure. I mean, think about it. People really thought that you were mean and like you were just a bully to me, <laughs> like legitimately. <laughs> they were like, "What's wrong with you? Like your girl's so rough. Like what's up with that? You know what I mean? And you know, maybe it had something to do with the fact that you punked that kid out in front of the pool I used to work at. Mm. Maybe it had something to do with that. He almost got beat. Right, and you put your hand right in his face by his forehead and be like, what are you going to do? You ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to do nothing right in his forehead. Maybe it had something to do with that. So the dude says to me, yo, man, you better get your girl. Dog, you better get your girl, man. And I, you said? Why? She ain't mad at me. <laughs> that was a that was good, too. Right. And then he tried to come to my job and punk me. Yeah, that Because he work. knew I couldn't act a fool at work. That wasn't going to work. Yeah, that wow. He thought it was going to work. It doesn't work. I, I mean, but everything you're talking about is survival tactics, right? Mm -hmm. That's how I learned to survive. You Sometimes you got to make sure that your bark is bigger than your bite, mm -hmm. but you better be able to back up that bark. Right. No, no, no. Sometimes, I mean, I think I think that's, that's important. Sometimes even, I mean, males do it, but I think sometimes a female has to be aggressive in some situations to keep themselves safe. No, agreed, agreed. But for me, that had to happen at home, mm. right? I had to be a certain way in order to be safe at home, right? not just out in the streets, right? Mm. right? The streets Jeez. actually sometimes felt a little bit safer because I had more control mm. than what I had at home mm. based on what I experienced at home. Right. But right. you know, I was thinking about wanting to talk today a little bit more about how we got support mm -hmm. in developing our sexual identities. Because mm -hmm. I think that's an important topic Yeah, um, that probably will come up for as long as we do this podcast. Right. Because there's so many layers to that. Oh, my to God. That, right. Right? Mm -hmm. Why'd you say, oh, my God? Why? Why you saying? <laughs> no, because you're, you're, you you're absolutely right. No, because I'm always think about people like, yeah, well, how'd you learn how to, you know, we talked about this before, you know, well, what kind of support, what kind of, you know, was there a man who talked to you and stuff? The no. birds and the bees? Right. No, that was a magazine. That was a magazine. <laughs> Jugs. The, right, right, exactly. Famous, right. Or you just need to do this. You just need to do that to that person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, What was this and that? Well, you just need to hit it. You know what I mean? Like, she likes you. You need to get with her. Mm -hmm. Like, that's there was no like, well, you should talk and caress and be gentle. Get and to know her. Get to know her. Like, know her was, mind. Right, nothing like that. Like, people thought, but like, 
When we even when we talk about the fact that we talked on the phone for four months, or it was whatever. six months. I'm sorry, six months. I'm gonna need you to get the story straight. Wow, wow. I just I just got straightened out. Right when I have the better memory. Anyway, so six months. So we Sometimes talked on the phone, I right? Do. Six six months. So we talked on the phone for six, six months. months. Like people think that's like crazy. But why? That's what people should be doing. That's part of the problem. People just be like, "Hi, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Yes, you can buy me a drink. Oh, okay. What you do for the day? What do you do you work with like what's and then the next thing you know they're just in bed I mean, or, or in the bushes we know well, people who were in the bushes mm-hmm. having sex in the bush ain't nothing wrong with having yes some, there's something wrong well, if you just met me there's nothing wrong with having sex in the bush no 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 here's what no but here's what the situation is if, mm. if two consenting adults or consenting people are doing that, understand what it is. This is a physical thing and whatever, but then people are trying to make more out of it and it doesn't always happen that way. It's not going to happen that way because you don't, it becomes all about penis and vagina. It's not about people. It's not well, about the rest of your body. It's, it's objectifying. Like, well, but sometimes it works. Sometimes you know, you works. know couples where it worked with? Sometimes it works. You know, you, you know couples sometimes. that are, we can't I'm talk asking. Th- yeah. Heck yes. And what does it works mean to you? They've like qualify really, that well, statement. Well, they've, they've had a long time relationship. It's something that works sometimes. Sometimes it works. You can't say that it doesn't work at all because that just doesn't What's make a long time sense. relationship? 10, 15 years. How about that? Mm. Maybe it's because they started talking after the sex. Sometimes that happens though. I'm just saying you can't say that, mm. that it's just all one way. Mm. It's just all one way. I mean, when you're younger and, and things like that, yeah, I mean, but some people can function mm. that way and some people can't. Mm. But go back you to know, what you were saying, homie. I'm just going to say, yes, let's go back to what, what we were talking about, which is how we identify, how we developed our sexual identities. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say that I do question it just because of having spoken to so many people um, in my profession. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways that it doesn't work, mm-hmm. even when people think it works. Mm-hmm. But okay. So you were talking about how your sexual identity got developed, Mm -hmm. which was by way of paper Mm -hmm. and maybe some information that you got from your peers. Is that were those the people saying, go hit it? Yeah, kind of. It wasn't. I mean, I never, you know, I mean, you learn from watching and and things like that. Watching watching my parents interact and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The people around you Mm -hmm. and and things. Um, But I mean, it was just mad machismo in the crib. So (laughs) I just kind of knew that I just kind of knew that like that wasn't for me. I wasn't. And the thing about it is, is I'm not sure because I am a survivor and what has happened to me that I just have a different outlook on it and maybe that's why I was like well I don't know a different outlook on, what is the it on on being being an aggressive male Mm. I think that's what it mm. is being an aggress- being aggressive male or just trying to figure out what it meant what was the not the right way but what was a comfortable way for me to interact with the opposite sex or whoever I was dealing with in an appropriate way you know what I mean like I felt like almost like I had a pressure in some ways like no no, no I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this differently differently from what you saw at home differently than differently not necessarily differently than I guess than different than what happened to me in terms of being aggressive the trauma the trauma Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how I thought about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be like the person who or the people that that, 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 did, that did this to me yeah. or abused me. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I was clear. Like, I was clear about that. I was clear yeah. about the, the hyper masculinity and things like that just in general. And that stuff kind of turned me off. You know, Which like stuff? fast, fast cars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, You're talking about fast women. <laughs> turned you, know you off. I mean? Right. Yeah. Sit down because just sit down because sit down because it's just what I said. Or you know what? I want to try to get as many chicks as I can, mm-hmm. notches under the belt, notches. like that. No. I was, I felt, of course, 
being being a, a young person who was violated and whatever, I was like, no, nah, I'm giving up something too. Mm. I'm giving up something too. What about mm. my what about my worth? And that was the one mm. thing that talking mm-hmm. with your peers and things like that. I mean, except for my man DF, but most other people were like, what? Who cares about that? Like, what you ran about self worth, dude? You better go get that. Yeah, that is powerful. Yeah. Men don't think about that. Mm-hmm. They don't think about that context because that becomes about acknowledging that you actually have feelings mm-hmm. and quote unquote, real men don't have feelings or real men don't cry. Right. Right. All those messages about mm-hmm. what uh, manhood looks like. Right. And, you know, men are constantly trying to achieve that. And it's what we've been calling toxic masculinity. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, it's also which we'll talk about later on in terms of the, the one man show triggered. But it's really I think a lot of my journey has been trying to define my own masculinity and what exactly what exactly is that. Mm-hmm. And then what is that for you yourself? And then what is that in a relationship? Exactly. With a woman? Exactly. And that's what living a triggered life is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, what is, am I okay with certain roles? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll dive, we'll dive into to that a little bit more about the switching of the roles that we have and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, but that all, that all comes into play. Yeah. That all comes into play. And that context of talking about um, what you were giving up and, or, you know, that right. whole idea. Right. Again, I just want to say, because I think it's so important to not forget this, is about acknowledging that you have feelings. Right. And when you acknowledge yeah. that you have feelings then people label you oh you you sensitive right (laughs) you sensitive and then that's why people thought for a long time in our relationship that I was like you know almost making me out to be the bully of the relationship oh there's no question I'm ruling I'm ruling oh you just whipped but people never really saw behind closed doors what was happening no because the thing about it is is because I promised you that I would always allow you to be yourself and I would never get in the way of of things that you wanted to do you would never say a man got stopped me from doing blah 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 right which was something which was something that was incredibly important. I want to make sure you you got your education and all the things that you want to do that you're going to do. But I wasn't going to try to change you because those things that, including her talking trash, was one was things that I loved about you. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, you can pop off at, at certain times, and yeah, we got to deal with it. So it's 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 not extreme, but I'm not going to try to change that, mm-hmm. so to speak. I'm try to get you to understand it and in no different places and different ways how to pop off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not just like a firecracker, like a Puerto Rican firecracker. Wow. <laughs> On 4th of July. Every, everybody deserves a little pop off. That's that's what it was. I just that's took more of my turn than others. Yeah, I so she, had, I mean, that's the thing. She had more of a voice. You know, people were just, you know, people just thought I was some punk. So, but I mean, let's get back to your context around. Yeah, but wait a minute. I, before we move to my context okay. about my ident- like de- identity development, right? Mm-hmm. So did you, were there other things that you developed when we got into our relationship as far as your sexual identity? Like, did it continue to develop through our relationship? Oh, of course. In what ways? Of course. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's just a longer. That's I mean, we could take like five hours. You know, I know, but just let's evolve. But I just think let's just give some like headliners like. You know, like some bullet points so that people in the audience understand a little bit about that journey didn't end. No. I mean, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, we met. One thing about it is, too, is in terms of 
you know, your triggers and things like that around sex and whatever, that made me have to reflect on myself. Mm-hmm. That made it ref- had me reflect on a process, right? And it also made me aware of if I did have aggression in certain ways and how I needed to be more gentle, mm. you know, and, and, to, and to talk about things when things got difficult. And sometimes it was a bumpy road for sure, but I definitely evolved more than I probably would have, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be completely 100% vulnerable in those situations if you're dealing with someone else who's having a triggered moment and you are as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so that headliner is you learn how to navigate through this territory of our relationship right. and figure out how to sort of meet me in a place. Right. Just like I said, we can talk about this so much, but this even if you're not in a place, then I have to figure out what to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What yeah. do I do with all this energy and things like that and, and not the be running energy, off? Are you talking about sexual energy? Heck yeah. Okay. So you're talking about sexual energy and right. not and not finding another place outside of the relationship to have your needs met. Right. You didn't feel like that was a choice for you? No. I didn't feel like that. Like there was a choice. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Not really. Not one. I mean, the thing was not one that I that I felt like I wanted to make and I'd seen other people in my family make that choice and with devastating impact yeah with some devastating impact but also I didn't want to give up on the relationship and I didn't want to give up on you I didn't want to give up on me I didn't want to give up on us in that way and that you know the love and the passion that I have for you that I was like, you know what? If I gotta wait five months, I will. Because that's the because this is the person that I want, and this is this is the that's the emotional and spiritual investment that I have yeah. in the relationship. That you know what? Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it got a little dicey, or sometimes you know people try to come at you, or you know certain yeah. times or, or things like that. But like, let and, me just qualify two things about what you're saying. One is, in case y'all don't recognize that, that's like true commitment to self. And to your partner. And two, I'm so worth it. What you mean, you? <laughs> I thought you were talking about me and my self-worth. That's what, I was like, I'm talking about me. <laughs> oh, I don't, I mean, that's a little, that's a little, I mean, we're telling our story, but that's, a, I don't know what to say about that. Um, I'm sure you but, figure it out. But I mean, anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, people would say it all the time, like, yo, how could you be with the same person for all this, all this time? You know what I'm saying? Being like. With that one person, like, isn't the same stuff. Don't you get, like, sick of it? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, dude, you just need to do that. Like, why, you wouldn't want to do that to Roxanne? And I'd be like, no, I don't want to do that to myself. I ain't worrying about her. I'm worrying about me. I'm not doing, I'm not you doing that. You hear me? That. I'm, I'm snapping. I'm not. That was crazy. <laughs> you just heard my ear. Um, Sorry. But I'm like, I'm not doing that to myself. Why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself and throw away this relationship See, in that, that. way? That is the important piece that men don't always choose to take care of themselves. And they think by going out and and doing all that they're doing and doing the extra that that's taking care of themselves. And it's not because care of one one at that's just taking care of the the momentary aspect. You know what I mean? I mean, but it's what what you mean. But I like but we'll talk about it, though. This it's hard to have a conversation, to have a real conversation and be completely vulnerable with your sexuality, with your partner, regardless of what it is. We'll get into that. Yeah, we will. We'll get that's, into that. That's, that's a, a that's a doozy. Yeah, that's a old boy. We might need to bring somebody in to help us talk about that. Right. So, okay, so let me talk a little bit about my own development. 
So I haven't said this very clearly, but let's make sure I'm saying it clearly. I am also a survivor of sexual abuse. And that's what uh, living a triggered life is about, is two survivors trying to figure out how to be with one another, vulnerable through all the, the just the whole journey in a long term relationship on top of everything else that we experience in our lives being in the world, especially as brown people, because that's another context that plays a major role. And so when I left home at 17 years old to go to college, my only sexual identity, the way it was formed was based solely on the trauma. I didn't know anything else. No one ever talked to me about it. Mm. I was exposed to a lot of different things. And so I left home at 17, only exposed to this trauma on my own to another state where I knew no one. And I happened to be in a dorm on campus without a roommate. You want to talk about isolation? Wow. You must have been cute as hell at 17. Were you cute? Uh, Am I cute now? That's personal. Well, then what you asking me is personal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you do. I mean, well, what you think? That I was just a younger can. version. What do you mean? Why no, you? sometimes people evolve. I'm just saying something. Sometimes it happens. What? Like that. Sometimes Some people, people evolve out of cuteness. That's what you're trying to say. No, some people evolve into cuteness. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm pretty clear. I mean, I'm pretty. Such a jerk. I'm pretty clear. Look, Listen, we all got. You met me. You met me when I was two. I look. Don't worry about that. Don't you ain't got to talk about it. You ain't got to talk about it. You ain't worry about it. But I mean, I used to look like a toad, and I you was did a not ugly. look like a toad. I got pictures where I looked like a toad. I was the skinniest look, little toad. I'm just gonna ever. be clear with you. Well, no, I'm not going to be clear because you're going to because you're going to crack on me. So I'm not going to say no. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Keep going. No, I'm going. I'm going to keep on my story. I'm going to move on. Keep on your your story. So when I got to college, it was quite the experience. Mm -hmm. So I basically was going around the campus looking for black people. (laughs) Like I just there's no other way to say it. (laughs) I was looking for a family. I was looking for black people. It was the only you, way I was. <laughs> that you, was me. That was me waving across across the way. Hi, how you doing? What's your name? Where the black people? Yeah. Where the black people? And at? you know what? I'm still like that. But anyway, so I was making a family basically, and I found a group of black students. Oh wait a minute, though. Let's let's get that though. You were making a family. Why did why did you? Why did you use that terminology? Oh, I'm clear why I used it. I was making a family because I was coming from complete dysfunction mm. and isolation. And I needed to feel grounded in right. order to deal with the stress of being at a PWI completely by myself at 17. And, sorry, and completely activated and triggered. So do you feel like that's something? that that you can that you try to do like now create like with, a family and, yeah like with groups of like like a group like with a group of people or something sometimes yes mm. yes well depot mm, right because yeah. sometimes right sometimes we try to make ourselves feel safe and whatever by surrounding ourselves with people and things like that so sometimes it's different expectations of what we're feeling because i know sometimes too like even with actor being an actor and whatever else like i always want to have a crew you know what i mean you always have someone who doesn't want to have a crew you always want to have a crew but Everybody sometimes want to have a crew. Right, but sometimes you run with people that, you know, you feel like, oh, this is my crew and whatever, but like emotionally, you know, you feel like that, but you're not looking at the signs that these people really don't got, you know, that's just not the case. You know what? I know that more than the words that you're saying. Mm, okay. But keep going. I just wanted to, I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's what's up. 
So, and then I ended up in a couple of relationships in college. Mm -hmm. Only one of them was actually a sexual relationship Mm -hmm. where I experienced intimacy. Mm -hmm. And... I had to figure that all out by myself. Right. And I think I was 18 when that happened. Wow. So you're, talk, you're talking about somebody who's just starting to develop their right. identity. Right. Being cute as hell because you said you're cute. Yeah, I was cute. Yeah, I was. So I... um. Did you have government glasses? I can't stand you. Okay, I'm sorry. Just keep going. I just thought I was just... I don't know why that came to me, but... Why did... No. You want to tell everybody why that came to you? No, that's all good. Because you put me out last time about What's the up? dancing. What do you Go want? ahead. You want to tell them why you asked that question? What you wearing, what you wearing about with Go the ahead. dancing and stuff? Because we didn't get to the part where, you, where now you can dance. We see why you have to talk about it now. We're going to get to that later. Because you're putting me out there again. I just, Government I, glasses. I just, acting like it's cheese. Why you ask that question? They're the same color. <laughs> they were not the same color. They were red. They had like Sally. What's her name? Sally. Jesse. Raphael. What's her name? That's her name. That's her name. Mm-hmm. She had that talk show. She was a white woman, blonde hair. She was look, really good. Look, she had these the big red frame look, plastic glasses. So look, most people that are going to listen to this, they're going to have to Google that. I'm okay with that. Okay, so they need to Google that. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So I did have big red frame glasses that were not the welfare glasses, but they were the welfare glasses. Ain't no wrong with that because they just took care of your eyes. <laughs> You're a jerk, though. You had to bring it up. I just had to ask a question. I'm sorry. No, you did not have to ask anything. That's the problem. Good. You always think you got to ask a question. You don't. I will be a good listener. Right You've now. already failed. Anyway, let me finish my story. I'm sorry. Okay? You just, yeah. Sorry. Being extra. <clears throat> So then I started to feel this sense of independence in developing my sexual identity with absolutely no support, no guidance. I just was like rogue, just doing whatever, being aggressive. Then I got into the world of actually watching porn. That's sort of how I started to develop my sexual identity and what I was doing. Like I didn't have anything else. I had nobody else. Maybe that's a connection that we have. The Maybe. fact that the fact that uh, that's how I, that's how I learned a lot of things <laughs> from, from the jug magazines and the fifteen thousand mm. magazines mm. that were in the. Mm. Um, in the bathroom, <clears throat> and eventually the VS, the VHS tapes that were like <laughs> left on <laughs> strategically, or the um, isn't that crazy? Or the HBO two stuff. people survivors, yep, and then no yeah. guidance around how we developed our identities. And meanwhile, I was trying to develop my racial ethnic identity as well. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That is a lot of it's stuff. A lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. So I literally fell in love. So I thought it was love, but it was the most, just going back to that word of family, it was the most dysfunctional, toxic family that I ever been in <laughs> at college. I, I met these people and I was like, they cool, but you don't see this shit? <laughs> like dudes are cool with stuff, you know what I mean? I got mad love for y'all, no doubt, but like, oh like, what, like what the heck, what the hell's going on? Oh, my gosh. It was terrible. Awful. And then I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> like, I didn't know how to get out of that. Right. I couldn't let it go. Well, because, right, you talk about family. How you, I mean, that's the thing, right? 
And that was like just like the time that I was working on letting it go is when I met Keith, because that's why I was trying to meet men, because I was trying to get out of this. So I was with this dude that had a girlfriend back home and I was like his school girl. I'm just going to pause on that for a second. (laughs) And that was a good setup. And I was okay with that somehow. And then clear, though, you were clear, you were clear, you were the side chick. You were clear with it. I wasn't. So then he told me that he was going to quit with her and be with me. Wait a minute. And then he didn't. And then he was still having sex with her when he went home. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. How could you, how could, wait a minute. How could you, you were the side chick? You know why? Because like in many relationships, not all, men sometimes tell you what you want to hear. Okay, okay, so so right. So I'm telling you what you don't want to hear. <laughs> you were the side chick. Thank you for confirming that and co-signing it, Keith. I really appreciate you stating the obvious and, you know, making jokes as usual. This is it. This is all the time, y'all. All the time. So, yes, I was a side chick. Thank you very much for clarifying. The same we being real out here. So I was a side chick. And I basically was co-signing that that was okay. And that's how I, those were the platforms of how I developed my sexual identity. Right. And then I walk into this relationship. Friendship. Yeah. Well, you know, I was trying to make it more. Coming in aggressive. And that's what we talked about last time. That's why this is important to say this. Coming into this relationship aggressive and what was assertive and Keith, what you were shutting down on me because that was not how you rolled. And I had no idea what was going on. And so I think this is a great place for us to stop this part of the story because we've sort of set up where we were coming in and how we were both triggered and activated by different things. Right. Right. And trying to be in a relationship that meant something. Right. And the amount of work Mm -hmm. to figure out how to get on the same page. Friendship. Are you going to keep saying it? That's what you think what it was? Oh, yeah. It was a great friendship. That's why I still like you. I like like I like hanging out with you and stuff like that. Watching ball, you know, whatever. With friendship. Like we we had we established we had a we had a great we had a great friendship. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't you can't talk on the phone for somebody was for six months and and not and not be good friends. I know we were having sex. With our minds. No question. I'm just hitting that boy with my mind. Let's mm. tear that mind up, boy. I was tanning up. <laughs> that frontal lobe. Mm. 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 That mental thing. You know, that we always had that mental thing. thing. We always had that mental thing. We always had that mental thing. But, you know, so we're going to stop here. We're going to pick it up, mm. pick it up next time. But thank you for listening. You have been listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with Keith and Roxanne Masco. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with Keith and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project. To find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1.com. And remember, you're no longer surviving, you're thriving, and you learn that. Mm-hmm.